Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music, music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical, mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. So I didn't mean to put John Foreman on the spot. Based on his whirlwind world of touring and creating on the go, it seems, I guess, I guess the great thing is for this lead singer of Switchfoot is he's pretty agile. I would think you'd have to be waking up in a new city or a new country every day. I love each time I've opened my traveling microphone with John Foreman, and uh, that's why we keep on talking. This happened at Calvin College in Michigan on the 29th of September, 2011. So last time I was sitting conversing with you without microphones, by the way, do you remember what we talked about? I remember we've had many dialogues over the years, but I'm not sure what we talked about last. Well, we were talking about leadership and it was... Um, oh, yeah. Leadership. That's right. I was really interested in, in your thoughts on it because to be a good leader, you have to be out front without getting sucked back into the pack, but that's where you need to hear who's following you. And I thought that was a really interesting idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's, it's ironic to try and make music um, from our perspective as a band, we're very aware of the, the audience and the whole concept of music is communal for what we're doing on stage, sure. you yeah. know? And so to actually lead people into the music we're playing, you, you have to be aware of everyone, but at the same time, you don't want that awareness to paralyze you. You want to actually move forward and, uh, to some extent, say what you think, no matter what anyone's going to say. So it is a fine line, I'm sure. Yeah, but balancing it to because you have to listen a little bit too, right? When when do you take time to listen without getting sucked backwards? Yeah, it's interesting because listening can take various forms. We used to have a P.O. box back in the day. Mm. Um, Remember back in the days, kids? When, when um, mail was delivered to homes yes. and P.O. boxes? Self-addressed stamped envelopes. That's what I grew up, you know, <laughs> mailing my favorite punk bands a, a buck in an envelope and they'd give me a sticker and tell mm -hmm. me where their concert was going to be, you know? Right, right. And so, you know, that's what, that's what I did back in high school and through college. And people would write these letters of how this song impacted them. Yeah. And it was a chance to listen. And I think that... You know, Twitter and Facebook, MySpace, um, these have all become ways to listen to some extent. Yeah. But the trouble is, um, there's it's that much easier. So there's that much more noise and interference. So I still prefer a handshake 
right. in a face-to-face conversation over anything else, you know? Well, I, I think you, I think a lot of the lyrics on the new record, Vice Versus, is, I, I think, about trying to take charge a little bit, maybe of yourself or of life. And I don't know if yourself and life are two different things or one and the same. And I, I, th- I think I want them to be one and the same, kind of. But, but even like the original, you know, I think that you go into... Um, so you say you're just a face in the city race, wasted and sick of it all. I mean, how how do you find yourself when every message around you is, you got to be this? Right. Actually, you know, it's interesting. I wrote that song the day after we had just come back from the Grammys. And mm. L.A. is two hours away from where I live in San Diego. Yeah. <clears throat> but it feels like a different continent sometimes where it just is like, man how does how do people survive up there you know yeah um and a lot of my friends are from up there it's just a, it's just a different scene so i remember thinking to myself like wow um what does this one unique soul have that no one else on earth has and why would that soul waste that individual unique element to try and fit in you know, and, and I saw so many, so many people, you know, walking the same, dressing the same, saying the same thing. And I thought, you know, man, you don't make yourself inexpendable by following the crowd. And so that's kind of what that song's about. There is a lot of that kind of duality on the record, you know, um, looking for hope in dark places. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, it you, you summed it up pretty well, you know, trying to take charge. Um, there is a little bit of intentionality behind a lot of the songs. Well, I think of my, what I'll call friend, Dustin Kensrew, who I think you've become pals with, haven't you, in the last few years? Yeah. But I think of somebody like him, where he, he has, he's, he is who he is. Yeah. And he's, there's nothing from my vantage point that he's trying to fit into the LA scene or the rock scene or anything. He's just... He's just who he is, and thrice is just what it is, and and you love him for it, don't you? you? Know? You're just like that's. There's no one else who's filling that. No one else that could be that. You know. Yeah. Hats off. Yeah. But all this messages on the inside from the outside is is that where the struggle is on the inside when I go to the next track, the war inside. Yeah, I think for me, when I think about the the flow of the record, the first song being Afterlife, I'm ready now, I'm not waiting for the afterlife. There's like this right. very existential, This the world is ours, the world is mine, my right. world is my own, I'm going to take charge. The original, same thing. The war inside, I think, is my attempt to open it up a l- little bit more and say, well, potentially the biggest battle you'll ever face is... is uh, on the inside yeah. rather than some outward struggle and the, it's almost like a call to arms <laughs> yeah and 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 then the rest of the record kind of unpacks that internal struggle because i think that you know those are where the real adversaries are for me my own worst enemies my own demons uh you know most of them are are on the inside rather than the outside but but is that battle does that have to be taken on alone no, I, I do feel like it, it goes in context, but I think that the first awareness of realizing that that struggle exists, mm-hmm. that it's not everyone else's fault, mm-hmm. and maybe the finger could be turned around and pointed at ourselves, then suddenly that opens up a world 
a reality right. that that maybe that taking the next step is is available. Yeah. Well, let me jump back to the first track because I think that uh, too many times, maybe it's religion, maybe it's just people that I know focus so much on the afterlife that it they they do nothing here. I don't know. Nothing's a big word, right? But you know, it's just like they've they've sort of got they already have their ticket punched. They're ready to get on this train, and all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, this world isn't meant for me anyway. So why try to change it? And I think, wow, why try to change it? Are you looking around? Yeah. You know, whether it's your own life or the or or people around you. Yeah, and and um, ultimately the way that we treat uh, the world we've been been given here has a lot to say about the way things will be in the future. You know, yeah. if if there is an afterlife, why wouldn't it be correlated with the way this world is? Why wouldn't we want to change this world? The afterlife is an unknown. Yeah, I mean, right. this is a known quantity. Um, What's going on in India against the Dalit? That's a known quantity. What's going on in the Lakes District of Africa? Mm-hmm. The child soldiers, that's a known quantity. You know, um, homeless kids all across the country. Those are, these are facts that yeah. we can actually have our hands and feet and heart invested in yeah. changing them. Yeah. I thought I really kind of dovetailed uh, the title track and Restless together because I think when you're walking around, along that ocean, questioning everything in life if not questioning god if not searching for meaning or god or whatever that's that's that restless person inside of you so that's kind of yeah there's a definitely a tie-in um vice versus the title track was written at home um we had been recording up in la and the well not recording we were mixing and the hotel we were staying at was right next door to a cemetery because of course we we only stay at the nicest places, you know. Nice. Um, and I I would every morning I take a walk in the cemetery when I when we'd have time before the studio and just kind of I felt like it was the most peaceful, calm, uh, ref- amazing place for reflection, you mm. know. And um, so after that, um, we had we had just gotten home, and I remember thinking uh, as I was walking along the Pacific near my where the the hometown where we're from and I all this debris is washed up from the night before along the high tide line and I remember thinking that's kind of what I feel like mentally I feel like my mental landscape is just littered with the debris from the night before and and um pain and frustration and and um all this you know and so actually I wrote vice versus while we were still working on hello hurricane and we all thought wow this is an incredible song should we put it on this record and we all collectively thought you know water-based yeah yeah and and it felt like the um even though we we liked it a lot better than even some of the tracks on hello hurricane we thought this is something new this is yeah this let's let's build the entire record around this and Mm. um so that's where vice versus came from and restless actually came um, from overseas, we were playing a show over in the UK, and I was watching the rain go down. And I, I remember thinking, these individual drops of water are relentless in their pursuit for the shore. They will stop at nothing. Right, you know, right, 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 right. you can dam them for a million years, but then finally they'll find a hole in that dam and they'll they'll run their way. And I, I remember thinking, this is the same water, the same stuff that could have touched 
our shores in America. Right. However many years ago. Right. You know, it's the same stuff. And yeah. And um, I remember thinking, man, I wonder if I have that relentless passion for justice, for truth, for honor, for righteousness, however you want to put it. And and so that's where Restless was born, you know, um, looking looking forward. Well, have you answered that question? Are, are you? Are, I am restless. Yeah, I know you're restless, but are, is, is relentless the next level of restlessness? Or are they just sort of work in tandem? Maybe relentless is can only be stated over time. Um, I can be restless for a couple years and then I can be sedated mm-hmm. or I can be restless for the rest of my life. Still looking, still yearning, still hoping. Don't you think that's a good place to be? I think so. I mean, uh, in a world that's, that has no justice, I'd rather be maladjusted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they try to show us justice every night on the news, right? But um, I don't know that they're doing that. I think they might be. I don't know. Let me let me think of a song title for you right now. Ready? <laughs> Selling the news. There it is. And, and, and it isn't, I don't think, I think I've been in that place for years where I'm thinking, you just did a story or ignored a story, you know, based on uh, maybe what came between, between the content. Yeah. I, I You know, I just, um, I've been reading up on, a lot of history um, and I've been discovering things about even our own country and the Tea Party was they were frustrated against the taxation without representation of course right, but yeah. the taxes were actually on the printed word and the reason why they were so uh, angry at the, the idea that they'd be taxed on this is that the printed word at that time was their source of information these were the newspapers these were that was the internet of their day and so to pay a tax on it meant only the rich could afford the truth. Infor- information. Information, right? Wow. So um, I think about it in our day and age, information is everywhere, but who actually has the truth? Who's got yeah. the, you know, I mean, Stephen Colbert does an amazing job at yeah. kind of making fun of the truthiness of truth. Yes. The bottom line is we've all got a subjective opinion, and I think it's it's a... It's just, uh, for me, I wanted to get it out there that let's be honest with ourselves. The news stations have an agenda. They're trying to sell advertising. And Mm -hmm. the stories that will sell advertising are deemed news. The other ones are brushed aside. But I have to tell you, I don't know how to find the truth per se. I mean, I can get quiet and think, but when it comes to injustice overseas that we see or whatever... I don't. I don't know when it's the real truth and what's right. what's being um, what's being turned so it'll make it uh, make it look better for Company A and Company B. Right. You know. And I don't know how to do that. It is so hard, and the 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 hardest thing is that Company A and Company B are often affiliated with the news stations. So then you you know yeah right. Where's the? It seems like a conflict of interest. I think for me, I find the again back to the the third song on the record. Um, the war inside is ultimately the the battle that I fight every morning before I can face anything on the front pages of the paper because I feel like uh, before that has been kind of faced and fought on my own 
my own backyard, then I have no right going anywhere else and trying to solve anyone else's problems. So, so will you lay in bed in the morning and, uh, or, or, or afternoon, depending on your, on your tour schedule, <laughs> right. right? But will you lay in bed and before you, you know, the feet hit the floor where you kind of go, okay, how, how am I going to go, go after the day today? I try and go for a walk. Okay. So you walk, that's how you, so you yeah. put the shoes on and go and that's, I that's gotta get out. Unquote, yeah. I, I get, I get stuck in my own head and I, I need to find air, find space. And so, um, wherever we are, if I get a chance, I haven't gotten a chance yet today. I've been running a radio, yeah, right. sitting in cars and stuff, but, um, whenever I get a chance, rain or shine, I'll try and get out and put my own feet on the ground and, and go for a walk you need to get a like a flintstones mobile so you just sort of yeah, right? pedal your way to the all your promotional totally, stuff yeah exactly well you know when you were talking about um uh walking along the beach with all the debris and and that was sort of a reflection of what's going on inside how do you clean up that debris on the inside you know because is it going for that walk every morning is it um is it meditating praying looking outside for you to for you to rearrange the clutter so it's no longer clutter yeah i find you know meditation prayer therapy reading um uh, even you know certain friendships i have that i can unpack this stuff with you know i think it's invaluable for me at least i'm not smart enough or strong enough to do it alone i don't think anyone is mr humble i think you are no absolutely not (laughs) you're not no so you know we need each other. That's that's why we're all here in community. And oh, I, I see. Yeah, okay, you know, yeah. couldn't do it. Right, but still, somewhere inside, you've got to pull that trigger of uncluttering yourself, even though it's a person that's yeah, saying, yeah, Put yeah. your finger here, talking talk to someone. To, yeah, right, yeah, yeah right. you got to talk to somebody. So you you also talked about the world that's dark out there, and we're searching for hope in in dark places. So are we in the dark looking for hope out there, or are we just looking for hope wherever we're at? You know what I mean? Are we looking outside of where we're at and trying to get away and escape the darkness? No, I've, I feel like, I mean, for me as a believer, I think that uh, the kingdom of the heavens is at hand. I feel like with that in mind, it has to be us. It has to be right here. I, I feel like even the after the, the first song on the record is... Um, kind of a, a kickback against the mentality that we're going to find it somewhere else, somewhere on foreign shores or with this relationship or if only I had this much money or anything like that, you know? I think it has to start with th- th- your your own place. It has to start right where you're at, nowhere else. Well, and I, I was thinking a lot about Blinding Light, too, in that uh, in that sort of conversation. I love Thrive. I love the idea of sort of feeling like a scratchy mono 45 record. You just, something isn't right, but you know that you've got to make it right. You've got to, you've got to find out how to make it right. Right. Yeah. Because we, it's so easy to get in the monotonous into the monotonous way of life. Yeah. I just was, uh, that came from kind of just thinking about my own situation. The stranger in the mirror is wearing my clothes. Love that dude. Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's there a lot, isn't he? He's there, man. Gosh, who is that guy? I get the feeling I'm uh, uh, in between a man or a machine and a man who only looks like me. Again, maybe that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah, you know, you, know, you, you start to feel like this uh, mechanism that acts a lot like yourself. 
it's that Ben Folds five song or uh, I do the best imitation of myself. You know, you start to be this imitation and you're you're a dumbed down, watered down, hmm. two dimensional version of this thing that once lived and breathed, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, thrive, you know. I want to thrive, not just survive. Yeah, again, another song that I thought was kind of in that groove was uh, Rise Above It too, right? Um we were watching the the revolution taking place over in Egypt. Yeah. And the change of power and I was just thinking about the ideas of revolution that it it takes it takes someone to stand up and say, "Okay, this is this far and no further. Mm-hmm. This is where it stops. Let's do something." You know, yeah, it is a call to action, I suppose. Well, again, I think that's part of that leadership thing where we kind of started off with, right? You know what I mean? Uh, souvenirs, I thought was really interesting because I, I wonder how much how much that we can like. I, I kind of had jotted a note that memories are golden or are kind of a good thing. But I wonder if they kind of pull us back and not allow us to live. It's definitely a melancholy song, yeah. you know, because um, it has a bit of of sadness about the idea that the past isn't with us anymore. Um, I was thinking about a couple situations in my life in particular where I look back and I think of the innocence and the beauty of that time, you know, and... Um, so much pain and and so many crappy things have gone on since then, and um, and yet at the same time, I wouldn't trade where I'm at for the world. You know, I think that sometimes those painful situations bring us uh, to places that we can't get any other way. You know, so um. It's not glorifying the, the past, but it is acknowledging the past. And I think there's something beautiful about looking back in the rearview mirror and saying, wow, wasn't that amazing? Um, it almost has very little to do with now. You can't go back, yeah. but yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to lose, lose that moment either. Well, I think you've talked a lot about, you know, what's coming from the inside of you. I, I thought the last track was autobiographical. Is it? Absolutely. Kind of that you're feeling out of place, like you're saying, it's crappy, and and yet you're hoping to see some change. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, in my head, the last show that we play as a band someday, years from now, hmm. will finish. The last song we ever play will be Where I Belong. And the reason is because it's... It's this uh, kind of, I mean, the reason why we put it last on the record, it's its the period at the end of the searching, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there, I know there is, for most of my life, I've felt out of place. So that's definitely a, a song that's apropos. Well, the only thing I thought wasn't autobiographical, just knowing you the little that I do, is the, I'm not sentimental. <laughs> yeah, that could be, it could be. But I'm not afraid to lose things along the way, you know? Oh, yeah? yeah. What, do, what do you mean by that? You're Like, um, that there are, to move forward, sometimes you have to leave things behind. And that's, and that's getting easier for you? I think so. I think I've left enough things behind and seen the good of it to realize that it's not always a bad thing to lose. Can I go back to messing me? Yeah. Because I, I mean, maybe that's what you're kind of talking about too right now, right? Is, is 
you've made a mess of yourself. Yeah, there's things that I I wish never happened, um, but there are there are other things that that I I have to hold on to, you know. And I think that that's that's a crucial element in life is discovering well what are the things that that um, that I need to le- need to lose. What are the battles I need to lose and the ones I need to win? Again, I say. How do you determine that? How do you decipher when, when okay, you know what, I'm not going to fight this battle? I mean, is that when you get back with friends and say, okay, is this something I really need to put this much energy in? I think about most of the battles we've, we struggle with in the postmodern era, and I think most of them could be lost and we'd be better off. Um, the yeah. battle for acceptance or, yeah. you know, even right now I'm looking at the, the the i the iTunes chart going oh man yeah we we're in the top ten that's great right that's a battle that I don't need to fight most right. of the arguments I've ever been in my life I could have probably lost and been better off <laughs> ask you know ask any of my friends ask my wife <laughs> well next time we'll uh, just have your wife in on this conversation yeah yeah exactly no she's she's great she'd speak it speak it true anyway dude thanks again for the time hey, i can't thank tell you how much i appreciate it so no it's great to chat with you frank thank you so much it's obvious that i find real meaning in the foot thanks for downloading this greatness that i recorded with john foreman i'm frank jenks and i feel much appreciation for you listening in well i guess we all have these feelings we can't leave unreconciled some of them learned on our ceilings some of them learned as a child the things that we're concealing will never let us grow time will do its healing you've got to Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks, questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. <laughs>